0: His name's not McLovin,
1: is it? (laughs) I'm trying to be serious here, guys. This is my AMA plug, and you're ruining everything. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up.
0: Welcome to the RC Roundtable podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Hi everyone, this is Kermity Fitz, and welcome to the RC Roundtable. Waka Waka Waka! waka, waka. <laughs> Fuzzy Bear. Welcome to episode 149 of the RC Roundtable. And joining me, Fitz Walker, is the not so hungry Le <laughs> oh,
1: <God>. Hello, Fitz. <laughs>
2: I was really hoping you were gonna uh bang out a Swedish chef impersonation. <laughs> <I>
1: just... <laughs> <laughs> it, it seems like both of you have that covered.
0: <laughs> you know, as a kid, I could not understand him. I had no idea what he was saying. And it was still a, funny. It was funny, yeah. But I was like, it, what? And then, as an adult, I listened to him again. It's like, oh, he's just playing on English words. It's 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 it made more sense, but as a kid well, At least like, you
1: weren't saying I could never understand what Beaker was saying. <laughs>
0: yeah if you understand what beaker's saying you've got some problems that you need to address (laughs) and the other guy is terry dunn yeah yeah that's me okay yeah well hey uh so uh, how about that game last night
2: well i think if we were going to be muppets characters if we were fitting the rc profile we'd be who are the guys
0: up in the balcony seats the hecklers? Oh, can I can't remember. Stetler and something? Waldorf? Waldorf and Stetler or Stettler? Or
2: yes. Everybody knows who I'm talking about. So.
0: Yeah. That's the hecklers. Who we yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there are three of them. <laughs> it was just two, right? Yeah, just two. Just two, yeah. But in their case, it would need three, right? Oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, that play it was so bad, it brought down the house. Literally. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, let's get started. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you glad you guys tuned in to this wonderful episode?
1: They're already changing the channel, Fitz. Uh, okay, well let's <laughs> get other, into it then. What other podcast do I have on my cell phone? Welcome to the
0: Basket Weaving Podcast. And here we lay over weave one over a weave oh, two. Oh my God, Fitz.
1: <laughs> 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 I think this is now officially the Fitz Show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'll shut up then. Come on back. Okay. Continue. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hey, let's talk about some new products maybe, hey? Yeah, it's been a while since we've done that. We has been a while. So let's see. Uh, not a whole lot has just come out, but a few things of interest that caught my eye at least. And one is from our old buddy uh, Tomas at Legend Hobby. Uh, he popped up some things that he's got these interesting little racers that he's i guess they're on their way or about to show up little uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well okay so uh he's, i'm not big into the racer stuff but apparently these are i guess they're called formula one racers uh, if you go to reno and he's got one called a uh, cassette two ssts yeah. Cassette? Cassette cassette.
2: yeah i don't know uh, if anybody something. out there knows how to say it let us know because we have no clue
0: yeah, these are fixed gear little midget racers It's called the Cassette 3M racer. So what really caught my eye on this one was its 65-inch span. Did you see the engine size that they recommend for this? No. 25 to 60 cc.
2: Hmm.
0: And I'm like, 60 okay. cc in something the size of a 60-size airplane? That just... uh. Do you want to go fast or not? That's an engine with stabilizers. That's not an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, you can do electric with it and stuff. So I thought, well, that's hmm. maybe wonder is this the actual class that people race in the States or is this just something for um, future racing or you just want something to go fast, turn left, and uh, be more engine than airplane?
2: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. You should ask Thomas. Tomas.
0: Yeah, I guess I need to ask him. Uh, I mean, it's a nice-looking plane. It's a very scale. I just, I just thought it was funny that it's got a big engine for not much of an airframe. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're not tiny airplanes, but sixty-three inch span is very small. It's, it's. You look at the, air, the aircraft; it's got little kind of stubby wings compared to the fuselage size.
1: Yeah, Cassette. Cassette? Cassette. Thank yes. you. You're welcome.
0: What makes you so sure?
1: I just pulled it up while you guys were chattering. Uh. I'm doing research, okay. live, <laughs> I'm on air.
0: On air. Right. So these are ARVs. These are all balsa wood kits covered uh, in uh, some sort of uh, low-temperature film, or cover or something like that, Ultra Coat. Um, Four-channel, nothing too fancy, but kind of neat. And he's got a second one. Uh, well, first of all, these the sets come in a couple of different flavors. It's, it looks to be at least three different colors, a blue, a red, and a yellow motif. And, oh, and a white. Looks like solid white. Uh, but it's also an uncovered one I thought was interesting. So you can get one in in the bare frame and cover it yourself. is kind of neat. You don't see that very much, very often. Almost ready to cover. Yeah. Uh, and he's got a second model. It's called a, a Grove GR7. Uh, and now this one looks to be more normal in its power range. This is a 71-inch racer type. Yeah, But it's only talking, I just saw it a second, a 20cc gas engine. 15 to 20. <laughs> so it's bigger wingspan, but smaller engine than the other one I just mentioned. Huh. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, either, uh, hopefully his wires not crossed on the descriptions. But, but it looks slipperier. More yeah, it's slippery. actually, I like the wing. It's a really neat looking wing on it.
1: He kind of like. looks like Ripslinger from the Planes movie.
0: Ah. I wonder if that was inspired by it. Well, I mean, it looks like it was a real airplane. I don't know what, I didn't look up the GR7.
1: No, just talking about the, we were talking about the wing, how it looks and stuff. And oh, yeah, kind yeah. Of, kind of reminds me of Ripslinger.
0: Don't re- disagree with that. Well, I wonder, Ripslinger is based upon this plane. Just like mm-hmm. uh, the main character was based off the Agwagon, Wagon, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Vaguely. Vaguely. <laughs> well, isn't
2: there a P-51 racer that used Learjet wings? And I thought it was kind of based on that. But I don't know. I'm just spitballing here.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well, I just I just saw those pop up, and they just caught my eye, especially the engine size range. I was like, wait Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> Well, if you're curious, you know, I'm a numbers weenie, so while you were talking, I uh, looked at the specs on that cassette. Is that how you say it, Lee?
1: Cassette? I don't remember anymore. Cassette. 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 That's okay. That's what that guy said. All right. <laughs> Someone's screaming at us going, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> Um
2: Based on their wing air, advertised wing area and the minimum flying weight um, at 12.1 pounds, that would be a wing loading of about 27 ounces per square foot, which is not bad. No, no, not for that size plane. So, yeah, I think despite the small wing and giant engine, it, it would still be manageable.
0: Yeah. Well, actually, looking at the wing area, the Casut has twice the wing area as the GR7. Hmm. Yeah, it's got a pretty broad cord. Almost twice, yeah. So, yeah, I guess that cord makes up a lot of, I guess it's just deceiving. Yeah. Interesting. There'd be
2: plenty of prop wash over it.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. But, hey, that's neat. If you want something a little different, uh, head over to legendhobby.com and you can take a look.
2: Right. So you haven't seen one of these in the flesh or in your garage?
0: Just- I have not, no. It still says okay. pre-order, and I I have not heard any whispers about it. Just saw it pop All up. Right. I, don't know. I thought you
2: knew the secret knock to, no, to get a this, to sneak peek.
0: Well, uh, there is something that may end up in my garage from Legend Hobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know if I can. Nah, I probably
1: shouldn't say yet. <laughs> Here's our next contest, folks. Guess what's uh, in Fitz's garage. I had to tell you, yeah, to tell you <laughs> offline, but
0: uh, <laughs> we, we talked about it. So, yeah. Uh, so we'll have a new
2: segment in? called Fitz's Big Secret.
0: <laughs> uh, this is gonna be a good month. I got several things coming in. Oh, All right. Including the next thing we're gonna talk about.
2: Okay. What's that?
0: Uh, your buddy over there, Mark Lanternman, is it at Old School? Model Our Works. buddy. Our buddy. He's been on the show, hasn't he? He has. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so Old School Model Works—they got all kinds of cool kits, real kits. Like, like, like my grandfather used to build, made out of balsa wood and and, and uh, blood and sweat and tears and, and grass and weed. And weed but nature. mostly balsa. But mostly balsa, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, we've talked about them before. Uh, I, Lee, no, Terry and I have built kits from them. Lee is still the slacker. You own kits, all right, Lee? He, he has yeah. one, right? Yeah. Did you even I'm start one. on it?
1: It's no. <laughs> no. I've I've rolled out the plans. <laughs> That's about it. Uh, I've got other planes on the table. But I have one, yes, so I will get to it. Happy no yeah, fear.
0: These are uh, laser cut kits that are really well engineered. Uh, I built the was it Javelin? Remember correctly? Yeah. Yeah, Javelin I got terrible at names. It's a high wing sport airbag plane. Flew really, really nice. Uh I think Terry's built a couple different ones, haven't you?
2: I built the Sky Ranger, and uh, my buddy Mark built the Mambo. Oh, that's what I was or thinking. Or is it Mambo? I can never remember.
0: Like, he built it and you covered it or something like that? Or no, or he side? built the whole thing. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah,
2: I just helped him do the fight videos and photos and stuff.
1: It's Mambo.
2: Mambo, thank you. Which, that's the one that uses the guts out of an apprentice. Correct. Uh.
1: And I have the guts from an apprentice, so well, I shall use them wisely.
0: All right. So this one's called the 109, and no surprise, it's shaped like the Messerschmitt 109 uh, fighter. Looks like an E model, early model with the squared wingtips. What makes it distinctive is it's almost a profile plane. What do you call this? A 3D profile? It's
1: all almost a profile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's two a and a half Ds.
0: Profile. <laughs> um, the the fuselage especially is basically a profile that's thick thickened. Very but it sp- looks good. Yeah, it looks okay. It just it's 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 got character.
2: Yeah, it's a semi-scale thing. There's no questioning w- what it's supposed to be. Yeah,
0: so, yeah it's easy to identify. Yeah. Should be super easy to cover. It's all flat sides. Oh yeah, I didn't I think about that. A- Compound curve anywhere on this thing.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it looks like a lot of fun. Have you seen the videos?
0: Uh, I did look at one of the other videos, yeah. Um, hand launch it, there's no landing gear. And he mm. just kind of chucked it and flew, in, off it flew. Yeah. Uh, I will say the power system on the video seemed a little mediocre. Oh. Mm. But maybe it's just me, or maybe it's throttle. I mean, it flew just fine, but, uh, it seemed like it, a little a little more power would have been nice just for for my taste, all right, but it's just me
2: so let's look at the specs here wingspan of forty four and a half inches weight two and three quarters to three and one quarter pounds uh, length is thirty nine inches so yeah it falls right in the ballpark of something you can throw in the back seat
0: yeah uh looks like they have a glow engine option too twenty five size engine if you want
2: yep they uh, set I think three hundred fifty watt electric or 25 glue
0: yeah that's you know 250 watts is not that much 350 oh oh, 350 i think he said 250 sorry
2: so you're talking 100 watts ish per pound a little more
0: but it it looked very good good honest flying model i mean just be able to to fly around it didn't look like it was struggling or anything like that it uh, looked like a very good honest on the wing type flying model that's warbird ish (laughs) mark kind of knows what he's doing Oh yeah, I have no question about that.
1: I was gonna say it looked dogfighter-ish, so they need to add a thirty-foot streamer to that bad boy and have some dogfights. Oh, that's a good there
0: point. Go. Yeah, he needs like a P fifty-one or something a version. He can really, yeah, it like a perfect model for streamer fighting.
2: Well, isn't this part of the Sunday Fighter series? So maybe
0: does he, there's he have more? more
2: coming? Remember, he did those World War One ones, the Bristol oh, yeah. Spadport, and you know, yeah. just kind of the generic biplane fighters maybe he's moving into world war ii now we
0: Good should point. ask him yeah because he's calling sunday fighter. so yeah hopefully yeah. this is a series of them
1: you you built that i'll build his f-14 sunday fighter and <laughs> we'll go at it <laughs>
0: <laughs> what he really needs is a zero <clears throat> yeah. but, hint, hint. but you said you're getting one fitz Yes, I will be getting one for a review in uh, some future issue of uh, Model Aviation magazine.
2: All right. I'll be so, interested to hear
0: your thoughts on that. So I got me one-minute or Them there kits to build. And the wing is fully sheeted. Yeah, I see that. I don't see... Okay, so it does have ribs and stuff on the wing. Yeah. That is interesting for a fully sheeted wing. Yeah, okay. So now part of me says... Could I put some plug-in landing gear on this or something?
1: Why do you have to go and mess with it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's put some Dubro skis on it. There you go.
0: Yeah, some skis. Some tank treads.
1: Yeah. I'd like to see that landing. <laughs> <It hurts. laughs> all
0: right, all right. I won't put landing gear on it at first.
2: Okay. Alright, so I'm gonna ask a controversial question. We may end up having to to edit this out. But uh, what's your position on the tail swastika?
0: I knew you were going to say that. So Did like you say controversial. It's like, what is it? Oh, oh, yeah, it's a touchy subject. It is, and it's one of those things that you know you, you talk about it, and you're going to piss off half somebody or half the yeah. people listening, no matter what you say. <laughs> so I'm going to put half of the swastika on it. There you go. <laughs> so
2: yeah, I think I've uh, I've changed my position on that. Or at least oh, yeah? altered it somewhat. Yeah. I think I used to be a staunch believer of that's how they were then. And so if you can't handle that in a scale model, then that's your problem. And now I've figured that it's not really important enough to me to, to even worry about. So I, if it were mine, I'd leave it off and
0: not worry about it. For but. me, I would split the baby on this. I would probably leave it off. It's just a sport flyer thing. If I were building a top gun model, I would put it on.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Sure. It, but I don't think they. It,
1: go ahead. If I'm building it, I'm just going to have it as a captured. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> 10, yeah. One hundred and nine. It'll be. It'll have uh, roundels on it. Yeah, yeah British
2: markings or something. Yeah. yeah, it's a good policy. But you know, I think probably the decisions made for you fits if it's going to be published in the magazine. I think their hands are tied on that. So.
0: Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. So
2: yeah, that might be something. Let's pull some feedback here, so listeners. Uh, You have a strong position one way or the other on uh, swastikas on scale models. Let us hear it.
0: Yeah. Either uh, send us a note at contact at rcroundtable.com or head over to our Facebook page and leave a note on when we publish this. We'll have a thread that you can post messages under. Yeah. Just be nice. Yes. Be nice. Be respectful. We appreciate any and all uh, opinions.
1: Hey, segue time.
0: S- speaking. Of you have a segue?
1: Us, yes. Into leaving us a message, we got a message today from an Andy Patterson. Oh yeah. What do you say, hey, yeah. Andy. And uh, Terry yeah. and I interacted with him. I don't think Fitz did, but I thought this was good conversation. <laughs> Piece. I didn't it. interact. I
0: just oh, saw that you were interacting. Does, was that is Fitz? this the one that came through to Facebook? Yeah. So oh, okay. That was yes. you, Fitz? Oh, yeah. I awesome. did respond. Yes.
1: Okay. So he was. His question was, "When are we going to do another live broadcast?" I was like, that's a great he likes question. Us. He really likes this. <laughs> and then I liked he said he just enjoys the rambling directionless chat that you guys <laughs> tend to have. Wait a minute. Is <laughs> that, I love it. Is that I said that
0: damning phrase or something?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I told him, I said, that's gonna be our new line. Rambling directionless chatter. <laughs> that's our motto. Trademark. <laughs> Uh, but it was funny, but I like what he did. He, he started the conversation and then Fitz, thank you for chiming in. But he said, we inspired him to spend money and buy three Oh four nines and an o twenty 20 in a package deal. And he goes, I have no purpose for them, but yeah, I guess it was Fitz. We'll blame Fitz. (laughs) Fitz talked him into it. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. It was subliminal. Join the dark side. Uh, but go on to what you uh, added Fitz.
0: Oh, uh, so he, he asked about an old timer plane. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure how old he was talking about, so I said, "Hey, why don't you consider the QT?" That dates back to the seventies. Mm, right. yeah. And apparently, he looked it up and says, "Hey, that's really nice. Looks like a Pete and Paul kind of thing." And uh, the, 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 it looks like he's going to build one of those. So all right, cool. I meant to reply to him, saying it's a it's an easy flying model, but you crank up the controls, it's surprisingly aerobatic too, as well. So it's a great all around model. Was that just thermals? You watch thermals. Was that a three channel? Uh, it's set for two channel anomaly, but i made mine three channel for a throttle. Okay. So rudder, elevator, throttle, rudder, elevator, throttle, no ailerons.
2: All
0: right. so, yeah, it's, it's, it's really old school, but it's super easy to build, super easy to fly, super fun. It's just super, 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 super cute.
2: Are we done with the one Oh nine?
0: Uh,
2: I guess so. Oh, well we should wrap it up. Um, I think he was making kits this week, so maybe they will be shipping soon. One uh, sixty nine ninety five dollars dot com.
0: Yep, as I understand, he had a picture I think on on Facebook showing a bunch of kits stacked up. That he says going to start shipping. So,
2: yeah, he's got a bunch of stuff on Facebook um, mm-hmm. videos. Oh, and also, um, there's a video he made of how he modifies the spinner to have the flat front. That's pretty. Oh, interesting. you know, I saw that. I was wondering if that was something somebody made or that. No uh-huh. it's a standard Dubro three inch spinner, and he shows how he chucks it up in a drill press and cuts off the oh, funky. front of it yeah
0: i did not know that had to check that out. that's cool, yep. yeah, because it's got the black and white striped spinner blunt nose, yeah, yeah I cannon. had
2: to pause because i I was going to share it on Dubro's page. I'm like, ah, should I condone modifying a safety spinner?
0: Yes, I do <laughs> 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 yes, because reasons. I didn't think he can do that i I have to look that up that's cool. But well, I want to segue back. You were talking about 049 stuff. Uh, you know, I sent you guys that text message earlier today. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Tell you us about story. Tell everybody what is to know the story behind that. Sure. Okay, so uh, as I mentioned before we started, uh, I, I've been working from home for the past two years, basically. And now they've started to say, okay, everybody out of the pool, we're going to start going back to the office and start, you know, Talking to other humans, and uh, so we had a, a sort of dry run. We called it day at work, where we went back to work, brought our laptops back to plug it into the networks to see if everything would talk to each other, see if our key cards would still work to get in the doors and 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 have a little powwow and that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, and if
1: a key card didn't work, that was your pink slip. The pink slip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, oh. Fitz. <laughs> <laughs> You're still here. <laughs>
0: Uh, so anyway, so, but, uh, the day before I had one of my coworkers says, Hey, um, I know you like models and stuff. And, uh, my, my, she had a, a, her father had passed away some time ago. She says, Hey, I found some old stuff from my fathers that you might be interested in. Uh, if you're coming in, I'll bring it in. We can, I just give it to you. I said, Oh, okay. That's that interesting. Uh, and so when we go to work, she says, yeah, hey, come over to my car and I got some stuff for you. And in her car was some interesting stuff. Uh, First of all, I thought her father was a train guy because he did a lot of trains, but none of it was trains. It was all model airplane stuff to my surprise because we haven't really talked about that. I said, your father did this stuff? He goes, yeah. And so there were, uh, I only showed you a picture of one, but there actually were two boxes of kit boxes. And I thought, one was a big tough flight something contender or something like that. And I said, oh, a kit. He goes, no, it's just wood. And I oh, open it up and it's just stacked full of balsa wood. Cha ching. Yeah. Winter a pr-
1: winter chicken dinner.
0: Yeah, right, worth more than a kit. Uh and nice quality wood too. Nothing it wasn't eaten up or really anything wrong with it. It just looked like it just kept in really good shape. So and a bunch of sheets and different thicknesses and stuff. Great for uh scratch building, laser cutting and stuff like that. So that was really nice. And then she had another box, it's here, and it had a bunch of engines in it. Both of these were all old school, um, uh, Fox and uh, uh, there like might have been a KMB, maybe KMB or all control line, nothing RC. Oh, okay,
2: so no throttles. So
0: nothing with throttles. I guess he did control line, and I did. I, did, I took a quick look in the boxes and I saw a couple of like came like a, a either a KMB or Fox thirty, and a forty, and some random and a little Wen Mac oh four nine. Oh. And I said, well, that's kind of neat. Uh, and so I closed it up and I didn't really take a good look until I got home. And I opened it up and there was more in there at the bottom that I'd notice. There was uh, another one, Mac engine in there, another little one, a couple of oddball engines. There was a Cox Pee Wee 020 in there. Oh, yeah. I said, oh, hello. And I poke around and I say, hey, wait a minute, what's this? It was a <laughs> A beam of light shines beam, in through the window. Yes, it shine. The angels sing. <laughs> it was what looked to be a very unused uh Cox td O ten.
1: Wow.
0: There, with a little propeller on it. And
1: the angels sang.
0: And they sang. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> those those are uh those are pretty valuable and this one looked in really good condition. Uh, so I was like, wow, it meant jackpot.
2: So uh, was it just sitting loose in the bottom of the box or was it in a container?
0: It was loose in the box, so it okay. wasn't like in a jewel case or anything like that. That's why I missed it the first time. It just all of it was just kind of bouncing around in the box. Yeah. Uh so I just didn't really didn't really pay much attention. We were kind of talking and stuff, so I didn't really dwell on the stuff too much. And she had some other stuff she had given me some odd random things. Mm-hmm. Uh so I got a couple of model rockets and some other stuff. Just I guess she was just cleaning out some boxes. Uh, so I got a, uh, an O-10 add to the collection. I've been meaning to scratch build some, um, planes for an O-10. So now I can build that, uh, a Spruce Goose O-10. Wait, what? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't have that many. Uh, uh, but I can easily build a twin or even a triplane or something. Wow.
2: And well, an 0 20 too. Those aren't everyday items.
0: No, those are pretty nice too. Uh, wow. so I can yeah, I can build multi-engine two O something
2: <laughs> feeling lucky.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> no pay, no gain. Yeah.
2: All right. You know, now, some do my... either of those have throttle?
0: Uh, no, they don't. Okay. Uh, no, unfortunately that's pretty rare to see them with throttles. I have a, I have one or two with throttles, uh, which is neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got lucky and found one or two, but, uh, usually it's, it's pretty rare. Um, I was gonna say. One thing I found out is both the old the old twenty TDs and regular baby bees, whatever you want to call them, have the same cylinder and piston. They don't have any. They're not. The ports are not changed or anything. So, oh, is, is it just changeable? different compression? Uh, yeah, it may have a different compression head. Uh, may it's probably mainly the rotary intake versus the reed intake. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, that's a good question. I wonder if the heads are different. That's a double check. But it also means you could probably cludge together TDs from baby bees. Um, yeah. If you got the spare parts, just a crankcase and a carburetor. Yeah. It uh, would be worth a try. Anyways, I was real happy to see that. So uh, yeah. those O10s old, old, old are just so cute and really neat. And You uh, should buy her lunch. I need to buy her something. Every day. <laughs> well, not every day. It would cost right. more than the engine does. Port Chop Tuesday at Perry's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's a uh, really nice to see. We're we're good work buddies, so um, uh, she's also a big Star Trek fan, so you know, oh, that's something to talk about. But anyways, so that's why I showed you those guys those pictures. I thought that was pretty cool that uh, she deemed me worthy.
2: Yeah, congrats. Well, it sounds like she didn't know what she was giving you. So that yeah, that she too. doesn't listen to the show.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, straight to eBay it goes. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Uh,
2: congratulations. That's a good haul. Yeah, it was.
0: Yeah, I'm happy. And All I, right.
2: Isn't it unusual how good things just seem to find you sometimes? I'm amazed. No, yeah. It's like, why me?
0: I mean, that is a bad thing, but.
2: Yeah, you're a good steward of that stuff, so.
0: Yeah. I just found out other good things I'm going to be getting, but I
1: can't. I don't know if I can talk about it. Well, shut up. Okay, here we go. Secret talk about number it. two. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> shut up, Fitz. I don't all, want to be mysterious. All, but all I got was a rock. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, Charlie Brown,
0: greatest <laughs> rock in the world, though. No. Oh.
1: Congrats, good for you. Remote controlled nice rock. Nice job. We're proud of you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> the way
0: to go. <laughs> all right. Enough about me.
1: One hundred. <laughs> <laughs> nah,
0: XD uh, All right, while I bask in the uh, gloriousness of my lucky uh, finds, uh, how about we take a quick break and we'll be right back.
1: It's not easy being green,
2: having to spend each day the color
1: of the leaves. When I think it might be nicer being red or yellow or gold or Something much more colorful
0: like that. And we're back. Uh, uh, just one thing I forgot <laughs> in my Basking in the Glow, I forgot to mention uh, something, an interesting thread I picked up on RC Groups. And they're talking about how apparently one of the drones that was shot down in the Ukrainian-Russia conflict had a commercial engine of the Sato-type. Uh, somebody had some pictures they found, I guess, on a, I don't know if it's a Ukrainian website or something. They said, hey, look at this. This looks a lot like what, uh, a Sato RC aircraft engine. And look at the pictures. And lo and behold, it looks like one of their you know, rather nice four-stroke engines on remnants of what appear to be some sort of unmanned vehicle. And it looks like a genuine picture. It doesn't look like any type of fake thing. I don't know if you guys had any thoughts on that, but I just thought that was interesting. That-
2: Which side does it belong to?
0: Uh, it's not clear. Um, oh, they they say it's a down Russian or uh, Belarusian. Oh, okay. Vehicle.
2: Yeah, I guess it, that's not too surprising because uh, don't several companies make off-the-shelf components for the commercial drones or military drones?
0: Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I think, um, like Zonoa, I think maybe Zonoa. I know Futaba makes commercial controllers. I think one of the other Japanese engine companies makes commercial stuff, so yeah, I'm not surprised. I guess it just seems rather fancy, uh, to put that on versus something more utilitarian. I guess I, I don't know. I'm just it, it's just interesting that you know, you see that. Yeah. Ahead, Is that commercial. a
2: gasoline engine?
0: Uh I think they suspect it was if some people who are talking about yeah, F G forty is what they say somebody thinks it is. So that's a gas engine huh. um forty cc So a rather large one, it's not a little small one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I always I'm thought sure. it
0: was go ahead, Lee.
1: Oh sure Sato's not gonna say anything about it. He's <laughs> like, hey, look, we're we're in drones now, folks. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's probably something bought commercially and stuck on the front. And it, the remnants of the drone looks pretty military. It's got some serial number or something on it. Yeah. And It's uh, banged up pretty good. But the engine seems more or less intact with a muffler. And I bet it's quiet if it's a four-stroke. Yeah, it's probably a benefit. Yeah.
1: Well, I'll tell you, I've been looking at some of the footage from this war, and I it's probably the most drones you've ever seen, especially almost like commercial. I say commercial, but consumer-grade. Uh, I was watching a, a scene where, you know, these guys were loading up rifles and it started shooting in the sky at a drone that was overhead. Wow. And I'm like, was it theirs? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> is, it, is it friendly? Uh, but then I've seen some footage from drones that are showing, you know, action going on and you just, you don't get that angle in the news. Yeah. You know, normally, like if you saw military stuff, it was from way up high and it was all infrared and you really couldn't see what's going on. But now they're, you're seeing footage from color cameras way up close and... It's a uh, it's harrowing. Yeah, yeah. a friend,
0: friend of mine sent me a picture I think last night of some Ukrainian soldiers posing next to a, a table full of DJI drones. Hmm, interesting. Yeah,
2: like captured stuff or no? No,
0: no, they're brand new. I guess they're going okay. to use them in their you know, reconnaissance role or okay. something, uh, presumably. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. All right. Interesting how we have. Uh, this conflict involves a lot of social media. Some people are calling it the really the first real social media war, and the commercial drones, off-the-shelf kind of stuff for combat. Yes, yeah, so
2: yeah, I would think uh, even more than usual. Would believe nothing that you hear and half of what you see. Oh yeah. So maybe that percentage is going down even more.
0: Yeah, that's uh, I guess for the first casualties of this uh, conflict is t- truth. You know, every I mean, conflict. Well, every conflict, true. Propaganda on both sides. I'm going to spice up. But it seems more so than usual. Yeah.
1: Well, I feel sorry for Sato. Because, you know, during war, you, you like to be resourceful. If you're <laughs> if yeah. you're trying to, you know, protect yourself and you're in your home and you're going to look for ways to, you know, keep yourself and family safe, you, you look for anything you've got, any weapon. But going out to the hobby store and grabbing Sato's and throwing it on military equipment, <laughs> Say Tony to release a statement. We we do not support this, or send send a cease and desist to Russia. We do not like you using our product. Uh, yeah, that'll
0: go for a while. <laughs> well. You, you reminded me of a old Godzilla movie, where uh,
1: <laughs> okay, I
0: get that all the time. Uh, it, <laughs> no, no, this is directly. This is a direct segue into this. Cause they they needed. Um, uh, there's some bad guys hunting this. this the main characters is a kid and a, an adult, and so they go raid a hobby store, and they pick out the model airplanes. And so when the bad guys come in to try to sneak into their their office or wherever they're building, they they, they crash the airplane into the guy's forehead. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so anyways. So.
1: Well, so in if without the war, I think we'd all find that yay I mean, if, 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 if you're getting the bad guy woohoo look you, you did something but you know nowadays uh you know with drones and everything you just uh, you gotta take you have to step cautiously because of this hobby and how we're getting run down but yeah let's not go down that dark dark road let's move on shall we yeah,
0: let's move on sorry the to, to lead off on this dollar news lee You you bring us to happy land what you got
1: happy land there's another swap meet fits all right it's, swap meets make me happy <laughs> it's coming up soon it's, it's gonna be after this podcast released <laughs> <It's> coming, <laughs> <little bit>. um, <laughs> uh, the the well one of the scoby swap meets is this weekend at uh, scoby field uh, Bayou city flyers in katie texas and I'm sure if you've been a long listener, you have heard of this before, or if you've watched our YouTube channel or, or sometimes Facebook, we do live shows uh, from there. And so we'll be at it again, folks. Uh, this time, things are a little different for me. Oh, yeah? I, neither of the boys, well, actually Fitz knows about this, so, but not too much. Uh, Terry, prepare yourself. I'm buckled I, in. <laughs> well, it's not that exciting. Uh, I got a call from a friend of mine whose friend, uh, whose friend's father-in-law had uh, unfortunately not passed away, but had to go to a, a home, and uh, he had a lot of combat control line aircraft. And I didn't know much about it. They sent me some photos. It was hard to see everything. So it turns out the guy was not too far from where I live. So I drove over there yesterday and met with the family and it was really neat because I got to talk with uh, the daughter and she was talking about how she used to see her father build these planes on the kitchen table and Hmm. go out to the field and fly with him. And these are combat planes. These are F2D combat flyers. So in the 15 to 20 scale aircraft,
2: but streamer combat.
1: Streamer combat, super fast, uh, disposable airplanes, as as they say. Um, (laughs) Yeah, they're basically flying wings, basically. Oh, exactly. I mean, if if you're looking at a profile, it's super thin. I don't know how they do it. I guess you're just listening to where the engine is (laughs) (laughs) the air is so thin. Uh, And I don't do combat, so I don't have a lot of knowledge about these aircraft, but uh, they appear to be Russian, and many of the engines appear to be Russian. They're called cyclone engines, but without the E so we'll say Cyclon. <laughs> um but Body that's how they're best man. so there's a couple of fox engines on these uh one of them is a combat super combat i think that's what it's called and uh again several of these cyclon engines
2: what displacement
1: uh around 20 25 okay. the third the foxes are 36s but okay. these other ones are a little smaller and uh some of the I, I think when you buy these and I don't have let me see if I have the name of this company here uh, doo, doo, doo. give me one more second Yuvenko and Company I guess they're in Russia I think they're in Russia uh, you when you buy them, you buy them in sets of five because <laughs> they, they know what's <laughs> going to <funny>. happen. <laughs> buy them by the gross, but it doesn't. Exactly. So some of these planes, uh, you know, he's got several. Some of them have engines. Some of them don't. There's two of them that don't look like they ever, they've ever had anything mounted to them. So they're in pretty good shape. But he has not flown for a long time. And I think, Fitz, you were mentioning to me on the phone that, you know, modern combat control line planes have to have an engine cut off.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's a rule or not, but a lot of the newer ones I've seen have this engine cut off, safety cut off.
1: Yeah, so this was <laughs> this was before the safety feature. <laughs> <Well, laughs> Remember, combat where planes flew can... off on their
2: own. Go ahead, Terry. That th- where you can like pull a third string or something to cut off the engine?
0: No, the one I saw was centrifugal. It was... Okay. It, it uh, As long as you're in a circle, um, it was fine, but if it... You got to, if it, the lines were cut, it loses centrifugal force and cut oh, off the fuel. I see. Okay. You were like, I think you would hold it open when you're holding it and starting it. And as soon okay. as you let go, the plane, the centrifugal force would keep the, the fuel running. Um, and then if you lost the centrifugal um, force, then it would shut the fuel off because it was oh, no longer flying in a circle.
2: Right. So the idea is if the line breaks or you lose the handle?
0: Yeah. Uh, It's probably it's probably having your line cut by the other plane is Uh, common.
2: Okay.
1: Have you seen the dance? (laughs) (laughs)
0: I've seen it. It's it's amazing to watch combat. Gosh. it's absolutely amazing it's
1: horrifying it really is it's like oh my god where do they just start punching each other it's like get out of my way and that's the guys
0: you can watch the planes too and they're just like two flies fighting or something oh
1: guys if, if you're listening right now pause go go, go type in f2d combat on in, in youtube and be amazed be mesmerized uh wow uh, so long story short, uh, this this is before safety belts, so there were no cutoff engine cutoffs on these. Mm. And it's it's there's like nothing new in box, but it's a pretty good collection, and I have seen online that a few of these engines easily can go for over two hundred dollars new in box. And it it appears from a couple of the articles I read that these uh, cyclone engines are or were at the time very reliable and Usually found in winning aircraft. Hmm. Uh, as as they say, the Russians kind of dominated this sport for a long time, and, and maybe they still do. So <laughs> I picked up the the whole package from the family. Uh, I put it on RC groups. I mentioned that I'm going to be at the swap meet this weekend. I've already had one person respond that they're interested. So you know, it's going to be it'd be fun. And the gentleman who's the the son in law. He will show up later in the afternoon just to see how things are going. So I'd love to, you know, find a good home, uh, especially because the guys over there at the control line are are into this. You know, we actually think that you were there that day. Well, actually, maybe you and I came on separate days, but I had been over there when they were doing combat. And I mentioned to the family, "This this is a great purchase if someone who flies over there gives these to young kids, you know, gets them started, hands them a plane and says, here, here's a plane you can start using. Uh, I don't know if you no, want to no, no. start with a combat plane, yeah. <laughs> well, no, but, but, well, you say that, but a couple of the kids I saw who had moved up were wanting to do combat. Oh, okay. So I'm just saying yeah. that this would help get them. I mean, I'm not going to say eight year olds, I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about older kids. I'm sorry if I, I said that incorrectly, uh, That's okay. but you know, it'd be nice. You know, I think it's a good feeling if you're you know, wanting to move up and you say, Hey, here's this really cool play. Why don't you play with that? And then start practicing your circles. And you know, if it comes with an engine too. And
2: Hmm. does the control line group have a website or a Facebook page or something where you could notify them?
1: I don't know if they have a website. I do know they had an event there. So I'll go check the AMA sanctioned events, look up at uh, Bayou City Flyers and see if I can find a control line event. Maybe I can reach somebody.
2: Yeah. Seems like it'd be good to let them know what you got. Now, are you just the uh, broker for this stuff?
1: Yes, that's all I am. Okay, good, because I'm, again, I'm helping a friend of a friend.
2: Yeah, all right.
1: So, but I'll also have a couple of things that didn't sell at the Perry Swap Meet, and see if I can get my hands off of those as well. All right. Well, Fitz, good you luck. Got, you got some stuff you can sell.
0: <laughs> Maybe.
1: <laughs> Fitzfuel, there you go. I'll put it. I'll do one free bottle of Fitzfuel with, if someone takes the entire set of airplanes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute! You're just volunteering yourself to my fuel. <laughs>
1: Huh. Hey, I drove your butt to Perry. <laughs>
0: yeah, okay. How does that suburban do on Fitzfuel?
1: <laughs> I need that fifty percent nitro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well speaking of that, I made some special mix for a guy who's playing with ducted fans. Nitro ducted fans? Nitro ducted fans, a local guy. Glutton for punishment he asked is. me and what was interesting is he wanted zero and five percent nitro. I thought, well that's interesting. And uh, he reported back to me that he said, "Yeah, it ran. Both mixtures ran really well, and he didn't, really couldn't tell much of a difference between zero and five percent." Okay. Uh, I think he's running a rather large size, like ninety size glow or something like that. Well,
2: uh, where does the fifty percent come in?
0: Fifty percent. Five.
1: Five percent. He was just joking. Yeah, I uh, was just, no, just
0: joking. Yeah, it was five percent nitro. So yeah, so okay. zero to five percent nitro runs just fine in the. In the ducted fan engine I thought was interesting I would never have thought that but yeah
2: I think they'd want the high nitro
0: I would think so too and he said he thought the same thing until he went to an event you know, you know many years ago and he said a bunch of Europeans came over and they run 0% in all their stuff and he he saw that it stuffed just fine he said well that's interesting
2: oh okay
0: I think he did say needle valve setting was a little more temperamental or a little more uh, trick, I don't know, tricky, but um, uh, a little more, you had less uh, leeway on your needle valve setting, I think, slightly. Faster. Yeah, yeah.
2: I wonder if you have to run a hotter glow plug, too.
0: Yeah, I don't remember.
1: I don't remember if right. says it or not.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. Oh, speaking of, Lee, I meant to ask, do those Russian engines use standard glow plugs?
1: It looks like it, but okay. I really didn't dive into them. I just took some quick photographs and put them up there
2: yeah Because you would think there's a company in Europe or wherever making glow plugs
0: with metric threads unless somehow we've standardized them. I think they're standardized all the gl- all the standard glow plugs I've seen have, are our whatever weird English unit that we use for glow plugs. They're not just a standard s a e no well, I think it's a, technically a standard thread, but it's an oddball thread huh but it is okay. it is in English, it's not metric. But it's all the engines made overseas use that thread.
1: Okay, that's re- probably good.
0: Yeah. yeah. All can the ones buy- I've seen. Uh, I don't know about the Russian Hey, ones. buddy,
1: pss, can you spare a glowhead?
0: Can you get taps <laughs> for that? Uh, I think so. Uh, I remember reading that you can. a little hard to find, but they are available. Oh, okay. So we can find it.
2: All right. well, Lee, good luck with your sail
1: there yeah i hope i can help them out
0: yeah should be a good place to go at least it's um what do you call it uh you know a lot of control line flyers there so
1: exactly yeah i mean it, it has a place for that so uh, i i plan to send the kids across and say hey this guy's selling control line stuff <laughs> and then this herd of control line pilots running over <laughs> i'm sure that's yeah. what's yeah. going to
2: happen
0: <laughs> yeah here it is it's a quarter 32 oh okay
2: that's pretty standard, right? That's just the fine pitch. It's for, a fine
0: pitch quarter. Usually it's quarter 20, yeah. I think, is the normal. but
2: uh. Yeah. I think you get quarter 28 as well. So, yeah, it's a little bit unique. But speaking of the uh, engine cutoff thing, I remember a story from when I was a kid and my uncles used to fly a control line. One of them was flying a 35-size plane. I think it was a Ringmaster. And the handle slipped out of his hand. And you know how all those planes have right thrust built into the motor and then right rudder built into it. Um, the All the right offset was counterbalanced perfectly by the drag of the handle and the cables bouncing along the ground. And they said it just flew in a straight line at the same altitude until it smacked into a tree just outside of the park. Oh, wow. And all they could do is stand there and watch it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think now the rules require you have a, a tether to your wrist, yeah, yeah safety okay. tether.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, well, we didn't care about safety in those days,
0: <laughs> or hearing. That's true. Or swastikas. <laughs> well, I, I bet they cared about swastikas. Yeah, they probably did. Just, a World War Two vets Yeah. There's a guy we know, Terry and I mutually know that he refused to build. Any model airplanes of German aircraft? You probably know mm. what I'm talking about. You remember? That uh, sounds
2: familiar, but I can't put the name with it.
0: Uh, Give me initials. Um. um well, what was his name? Oh man, I haven't talked about ah uh, initials. Um. Or was he in the JSC club? Yes, he was. Okay. Uh, and his story was because his his namesake, oh, his uncle, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. uh, was Sorry, shut I, down in the war. Yeah, well, uh,
2: <laughs> this is not a joke, but his initials are BS.
0: BS? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there they are. Now I remember his name. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> had a mind mind blank for a second. Uh, yeah. I need to see how he's doing. He had moved back in town some time ago. Uh, we would talk pretty often, and then suddenly he just went quiet. Uh, yeah,
2: I, I talked to him a few months back. He's oh, pretty good. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you should check in with him. He's a, you know, this. He's a, an excellent builder, a good friend. And yeah. He had good times.
0: Yeah. Oh, all
1: right. All right. What else we got? Camp MA. Yay. This time at camp? <laughs> Stop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tell us about camp i a-
1: uh, I'll do a quick plug. Guys, Camp A-M-A is coming up June 12th through the 18th at A-M-A headquarters in Muncie, Indiana. Your pal Lee will be there again with his boys, again, because they said, we want to come back, Dad. And Wait a so, minute. Didn't your oldest age out of it? No. he's He doesn't age out until August.
0: Oh, well, nice.
1: Nice try, fit. Trying to get my <clears throat> son. Darn. Missed it by it that much. <laughs> So, and yeah. by the way, they were the second and third kids to sign up. So, <laughs> it's already, it's happening. Um, you still
2: owe me for that fake birth certificate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Terry, edit, edit that part out, <laughs> uh, Cash only. So, anyway. It's, it's, his, it's,
0: his name's not McLovin, is it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be serious here, guys. This is my AMA plug and you're ruining everything. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Shut <we> up. <laughs> so... Uh, if you have kids between the ages of 13 and 17, or if you know anybody in your club, a junior member that's 13 to 17, and maybe your club can help sponsor them for Camp A It is a ton of fun. You can go to the AMA's Facebook page to go look at the posts that I made, and there might be a couple of Ray boys in those photos, maybe. But I can tell you guys, as an adult who was there to help those kids and watch them, and I'm pretty much just let them. Have fun! It was a great time, and just my, you know, my kids both saying we've got to come back next year, and they they keep in touch with the kids that they joined last year. It is a whole heck of fun, and we mentioned in previous podcasts about a gentleman by the name of Jack who lives in Austin, who is being sponsored by District Eight, so he'll be joining us. We met him; he's a great kid, and I I love talking to his parents, and I'm just so glad his parents are like they're all in because they just know he likes to fly model airplanes. So don't think I'll be driving him. I think he's gonna fly because he has to get back for a swim meet like that that weekend. So, uh, but we'll we'll meet him up there. We'll have a blast, and I, I can keep in touch with his parents, let them know how he's doing, send him photos. So that's a good connection there. So guys, if you uh, want to learn more, you can go over to the education's site for AMA, and that's AMAFlightSchool.org. And you can scroll through there and and find the Camp AMA or just at the end of that web link, you can type in Camp AMA and get right to it and click on that registration button and sign some kids up. And we really would appreciate it if you talk to your club and, and talk with the parents of those kids. Let them know what it's all about. There's some videos on our YouTube channel. And if you have any other questions for me, you can certainly send us a message at contact at rcroundtable.com, or send us a private message on our Facebook page.
2: Is Jack the kid you talked about during the Perry episode where you said you had picked up some stuff for him? He is. Okay. Does he need anything or is he all set?
1: I have asked. He hasn't gotten to anything that he's required, anything else. So. Okay. But if he Good. does, you will be the first and second and third person to know. Okay. <laughs> Good. Thank you
0: means yeah based on what i saw and what you said happened last year it looks like a really really good time it's like i, I want to go
1: <laughs> so maybe we can do an 18 to 99 year old camp ama <laughs> 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 For everybody else right <laughs> that's I, called that's not a bad idea <laughs> well that'll be our fun fly so there's a fun fly going on out there is that what yeah
2: gnats and uh, what is that the the what is that the yeah. national fun fly
1: well, yeah, that's the National Fly for the AMA. Yeah. So that is scheduled for June twenty third through twenty fifth.
2: Oh, okay. I cannot go to that. Not this year. I want to get there one year, but this is this is not my year. Are you going to be there during that time?
1: Uh, no. Oh. Okay. But I will be talking about going back to Air Venture eventually. So.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Remind me when that is.
1: Oh no! <laughs> <How's that? laughs> I Late July, right? Uh, it's you know it's not on the tip of my tongue. It's on my phone. My phone reminds me about everything now. <laughs> Wake up, <Right. laughs> stuff like that. Remember
2: when you knew people's phone numbers?
1: Uh, yeah, I remember my home number four nine eight OPEC. <laughs> <laughs> OPEC. <laughs> that was unfortunately that's what it was. Uh, July twenty fifth through thirty first. My friend is Air Venture.
2: Okay. And you're going to be there for that? I will be be
1: there and my boys will be there. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm putting those kids to work. Yeah. Doing what? Well, I'm going to dress them up in AMA shirts and have them walk around. That's one. But we'll also be helping out at the flying site.
2: Oh, right. You're still doing the thing next to, was it the museum or Mm -hmm. something? Okay.
1: You know, bring tools, help people charge batteries, you know, stuff like that. All right, good.
2: Get some get, volunteer hours
1: in. Get get members. Yeah, there you go. Promote, promote, promote.
2: Sell Russian engines. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Hey, buddy. <laughs> so,
1: All right. So, but so, hey, speaking of kids, I'll throw one more little thing into the hat here. So while we've been talking, Ryan has been on a Zoom call for the Commemorative Air Force Museum in dallas i guess i'll Uh say it It might be in i guess the south of dallas and their guest speaker for this live show was jonah doolittle the granddaughter of jimmy doolittle very
2: interesting yeah okay
1: i have no idea what they talked about all i know is that i when i came up here to record with you guys he was in front of his computer and there was a, a video of people sitting down and He could ask questions. I don't know if he did or not, so I'll check with him afterwards. But I just, he came to me and he got an email from the museum because I made him a cadet uh, for the, uh, for Cam. Okay. And he said, Dad, can I watch this? I said, certainly, signed him up and he was, it's free, free to members. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, that is neat. I'll share if anything very interesting occurred in the meeting at our next podcast.
2: All right, please do. next. So, well, hold on. You had big plans for all sorts of events this year. You already did Perry, right? And you guys were talking about Joe Nall. Is that still a thing? Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what happened there? Nope. Life?
1: Life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I will certainly watch all the, the footage I can get on YouTube and Facebook and, mm. and maybe even RC groups. So I will absorb it all and Maybe I'll share some stuff on our page just to you know, get it out there.
2: All right. Let's put it on our collective Sunday list. Keep it there, I should say.
0: I was going to say, yeah, oh. what, is next year an option?
1: Should be. Okay. Oh, I, I don't know if I told you guys this. Uh, my my boss, my new boss. <laughs>
0: Same as the old boss?
1: Nope, different boss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I told him I went to Perry, he said, you know what you need to do next year? He says, you need to go to Toledo. Holy Toledo. (laughs) So he's giving me a thumbs up for Toledo. So I'm supposed to give him a list of events that I want to attend next year. And I've already put that one on there. So I will be attending the Toledo swap meet next year.
2: Wow. Wow. Okay.
1: So.
0: Mr. World Traveler.
1: Yep. He'll fly me out there. That's
2: early April this year, right? First weekend in April. Mm Mm-hmm. All right.
1: But that's next year.
2: The gears are turning.
1: Yeah, but I told him Joe Nall was on my my list too, so uh, maybe I can get Fitz up there too. Which, by the way, Fitz, did you see the nice comment that we had on our the AMA's YouTube page for the Perry Swap Meet no live I didn't. show? I don't think I did. It says <laughs> Mark, my other boss. <laughs> I have two bosses. Mark, <laughs> my other boss, said no love for Lee, and then he posted the comment says I really enjoyed listening to Tony and Fitz. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Aww. laughs> oh so, damn!
1: Someone had to hold the camera. Uh, anyway, but you did go- You did well, and uh, seems like a lot of people again recognized you and enjoyed the show. So, good job, Smithers.
0: <laughs> Excellent.
1: I'll see if I can add you to my my luggage for Joe Nall and <laughs> Toledo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, that'll be fun. Is the AMA sending their uh, G5 down to pick you up?
0: Oh, nice. (laughs) G6, man.
1: No.
2: (laughs) Okay. More Fitz fuel for the Suburban?
1: (laughs) No, I don't think I'll be driving. I think I'll fly to that one. Okay. And I'll have to to drive, drive up to... Some uh, some place where Terry might be to drop off my planes that I buy at the swap meet. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, or, I guess it's my turn now.
1: Or better yet, hey, I know, rent a car from Toledo to Muncie. Just leave everything there for my next visit. Hey, that's probably not a
2: bad idea. I'm sure they could find some space for you.
1: I'm just pull a couple of the ceiling tiles over and just shove the planes up there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, i'll just to, I'll, I'll just stick them in the museum i was gonna and I'll say, put, my, put my own little cards on there this rare yeah. gem <laughs> are these handwritten displays donated know? kindly by the estate of lee ray <laughs>
2: yeah. all right well so the things that are still for you this year are camp ama which you've already talked about oshkosh which you've already talked about are there any other big events that you're planning Best.
1: Best, yeah. Yeah, best okay. of course. It's always best. Uh, well, Bomber. So we'll do Bomber again. Oh, and yeah. Chris Wolf's coming down for Bomber again.
0: Oh, is he? No kidding.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I didn't
2: know that. All right.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Is
2: he bringing anything to fly this time?
1: I think he is. How's that? Oh, yeah, wow. that's pretty amazing. And he'll probably send the crate to my house. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll have to put it in the, the dining room with my yellow aircraft P 38. I swear I never saw it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's cool. He the uh I let him fly my uh shot cub last year. And well okay. he was trying to reprogram a radio in flight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's wrong? What did, what did Fitz do with this? <laughs> let me fix this. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. Was... <laughs> I was like, Don't touch my radio. <laughs> well,
2: well Fitz always re trims my plane when he flies them, so
0: that's true. I guess it's, it's Sauce for the goose, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it's, it,
1: it, it it's funny you say that, Terry, because I think there was one time I was flying. It's like, how are you flying this plane with the trim so far off? And I think Fitz's answer was, I like flying that way.
0: <laughs> no,
2: I would think Fitz probably makes my airplanes
0: better. Yeah, any, t- any trim changes I make improves things. <laughs> yeah. Usually. Oh, but anywho. Except the one time I trimmed some guy's plane and it fell out of the sky.
2: Which one was that?
0: It was a club member. He was flying. Uh, um, he was flying some some EDF, uh, and he had he had a new flight controller in it. And he was he was flying around. He was having some issues. And I said, "Hey, you need me to help you with the trim?" He goes, "Yeah, yeah. Can you put in some some left trim?" So I said, "Okay. I, usually I, I like to put in like in uh, values of three, Say yeah yeah. So so I, put, I think I put in like three or four clicks. And the thing just kind of rolled over and fell out. His guy, I'm like, oh, oh my god, what did they do? <laughs> he tells me later that he had reset his trim resolution to be really coarse. So, oh, <laughs> <laughs> so three clicks of trim was like, you know, twenty clips for a normal person or something. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, he was. he was good. We were good. He was. He was. He took it real good faith. He said, "Yeah, it's my
1: fault." Well, of course, he was good when you handed him the thousand dollars cast to be quiet. <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. It wasn't that valuable plane. Just a little foamy, but still, I felt bad. And he was like, "No, no, don't feel bad. It was." <laughs> it was all I could do to keep it flying anyway. So,
2: yeah. So, going back to the Scoby SWAT Meet, are they uh, having open flying as well?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You do. yeah. Yeah, they normally do.
2: All right. Well, that'll be fun. Are you planning to fly? Uh,
1: I hadn't thought about it. <sighs>
0: uh, Scobie is an interesting place. It's a lot of... It's pretty busy. A lot of jet guys show up for some reason.
1: <sighs> Those damn jets. <sighs> yeah. No, no. They, they, it is mainly jets. But I will say, Fitz and I went there when we flew the Gilmore. And mm. I don't know if we had a problem with that plane or another one. But when we were working on the plane, we paused and we waited. And, and some of the jet guys knew you were going to take off. And they just waited... For you to have your flight and, you know, yeah, took like, off. Yeah. Of course, they didn't wait for me to land my T-33. <laughs> <laughs> so it is all about fits, isn't it?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. You got my message right? You can bring your camera?
1: <laughs> Did you say, am I going to bring my camera or you're going to bring your camera? No.
0: Can you bring your camera? <laughs> yes, please? I will bring my camera. Thank you.
1: Gotcha. I guess I'm taking pictures of something for Fitz. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, something minor. Nothing, nothing. It's not a big deal. Just, but
1: uh. Hopefully if the weather's good, we'll do a live show too, so you can be with us, Terry. All right, that'll be fun. You can, you can say, buy me that. Buy me that. Oh, yeah, don't forget that. <laughs> that was pretty I'm gonna good. Have a, I'm going to have to get a trailer just to bring all of Terry's stuff back to him when I see him this summer.
2: summer. Well, right now, we're looking at a motor and two airplanes, right?
1: One built, one in the box.
0: Oh, that, that reminds me. Yeah, Lee, I, I need to hand over the airplane to you.
1: Yeah, and I need to hand over your jacket.
0: Yeah, my jacket and the little neck, your little neck, neck pillow. Thing. Yeah, your neck yeah. Pillow. the wife was asking about it the other day. It's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> the jacket or the pillow? The pillow.
1: Well, just yeah. make sure we do the exchange Saturday. Okay. Copy that.
2: Hmm. All right. Well, you know, I haven't been doing, I can't think of anything I've done RC-related in the past month, maybe it's two slacker. months. I know, I've been uh, seriously uh, burdened with uh, other commitments. Hmm. When was it that we did the unboxing of my mystery wow. package? Wow, that was our
0: live show, wasn't
2: it? Like Yeah, was that? it was definitely ago? more than a month ago. Yeah. Um, so I still haven't cleaned all that stuff off my workbench. It's scattered around. Every now and then I'll have five or ten minutes, I'll just kind of pick through the box and try to make sure that I saw everything and I've tried to organize it a little bit. But I have built nothing. I don't think, I haven't been flying in forever.
0: You got anything so, on the workbench or anything in the in process or whatever?
2: No. I had started sorting out what I wanted to do for the airplane that I took to NEAT last year, the um, Stringless Wonder, which was the old free flight plane that looks kind of like a kite. And I had made a prototype out of um, the waterproof foam board. And so my next step was going to be to draw up some RC plans for it. And um, to do that, I was going to make a few different variants. And I have started that, and that was months ago. That was probably right after I came back from NEAT, and it's just stalled. So uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it yet. I might have to wait till after this summer. We'll see. But yeah, I haven't done anything I can think of, so I'm living vicariously through you guys. But y'all have more than made up for it with all these new purchases.
0: <laughs>
1: just wait so, till we wait till we do a live show of Fitz starting up that Sato. Oh, radial. three-cylinder? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I want to see that.
1: <laughs> we'll That's promo the move. crap out of that. <laughs> Come yeah, with I've, us, folks. <laughs> I've been watching
0: videos of people, other people with them. I was like, man, that sounds good. That's just too cool. Yeah. What
2: displacement was that? uh 90 okay is it nitro or gas
0: gas mm. gas what's size prop big okay i think it will swing a 24 inch twenty-four 2412, two blade mm.
1: they're here 13 13 19,
0: <laughs> i'm trying to remember uh, although i think for the um bearcat i'm going to try at least a three or four blader prop i think on it
2: so you decided it's going in the bearcat
0: yes it fits so nicely okay. in the cowl. I know it's not going to fit that nicely in the other plane. So the Bearcat will get it, and the other plane will get electric. It'll get the old zero motor I was using in the. Okay.
2: So, nice
0: yeah. and
2: is it visible?
0: Buried in the cowl? No, it's it's, it's visible. It's...
2: Okay, you almost want to build something like an ultra stick with it just hanging out in the breeze just to show it off. <laughs>
1: yeah, a uh, pt He should build, He something. should make two cowls. You know, yeah. one that's really thin. <laughs> <laughs> no, just transparent cowl, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, there we go. Hey, it's... Sparky should be able to do that for yeah, you. Yeah, I was going to say, Sparky can hold <laughs> one. That's awesome. <laughs> Please do that. Just do that for fun.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, it should be very easily visible from the front. That'd be pretty cool. And as I said, it fits in there with room to spare. It's really nice. All right. So so y-
2: you have, by my recollection, a lot of irons in the fire right now, as you often do. What's at the top of your list?
0: You talking to me? Yeah, you. You're talking to me. You're talking to me. Oh, so I got a several things. Well, I got, got the that little helicopter. I need to get that out pretty quickly. I think. Okay. Get that off the bench. Um, I have... I
2: assume you just throw a battery in that and fly it.
0: Yeah, basically. I've already flown around a little bit in the backyard. I just need to take it out and ring it out. Oh, this is a little guy. It's a little guy. It's like a... It's the uh, Blade 150. Oh, is that a 3D heli? Yeah, it's, it's 3D capable, but it's, it's pretty Are small. Are you? Um, mild 3D. Okay. Nothing too fancy, but I can flip it over and fly it upside down, that kind of stuff, but... Yeah. Oh, don't right. look for any flopping fish, super aerobatic kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um. What else am I working on? Uh, the 109. I'm, the 109. That's probably when that comes in, I'll probably concentrate mostly on that uh, and try to peck at the Corsair I'm building for somebody as well.
2: Oh, I forgot about that.
0: Yeah. I've been, I've been trying to squeeze in here and there. I was working on it a little bit last night. And, and, uh, maybe tonight, I'm not sure, but, uh, yeah, just kind of poking here and there. I had to, uh, it, it's, it's a lot to it. <laughs> this is not a quick bill. I thought when I first got it, I said, oh, I should have spit this up pretty quickly, but there's a lot and there's some pieces missing and I had to fabricate some stuff. So I take it an extra time. So, uh, but you know, keep, keep pecking at it. And have
2: you considered a trim scheme for the one or nine yet?
0: I have not. You know, the trim scheme they show on their website is actually one I like. The Yellow Nose. The Yellow Nose. The yeah. Abbeville Boys. Abbeville. I think like... that's JG26. Yeah. I think Adolf Gallen flew in that one. It's pretty famous. Okay. Yeah. And I always like the scheme. It's it's a nice, interesting scheme. It's easy to see. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I may take a look to see what other schemes are available for that particular model to see if anything else catches my eye. but. So far, that scheme they show is probably what I'm going to go with or some similar variation of it. Yeah, okay. Ooh, I may have to... just remind me, I need, probably need to see what kind of covering I have hanging around if I need to get some more covering.
2: Well, already then.
0: Yeah. So it'll be a while before I get to the Bearcat. That's just, just going to have to wait. And there was something else. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I mentioned some Legend Hobby was saying, hey, I got something for you. <laughs> so. You know, there
2: is such a word as
0: no. Yeah. And I, and I actually kind of sort of said, not no, but not yet. Okay. So it's, I'll have to hold off on that one, it looks like, unfortunately. But it's, it'll be a cool project once I do get it. All
1: right. Hey, what speak- about you, Lee? I'm going to go back to Fitz. Fitz, when's the last time you've done a, a Hobby View live?
0: Funny do you mention that? Because I've been meaning to do one, and I keep getting distracted and sidetracked and stuff. So it's been a while. It's probably January,
1: maybe? You know, you could just start the show and just stare at the screen, and you'll get 150 viewers.
0: <laughs> I kind of wanted to do one with just talking about the stuff I got at Perry, actually.
1: Oh, kind of uh- like Terry's... What's in the box? Yeah,
0: unboxing or yeah, hey, just just to have something. Show yeah, and tell. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll still do that. Maybe I'll try to squeeze it in. Um, I really, really meant to do it. I just got over spring break is when I especially wanted to do it, and I, I just got sidetracked and delayed and all kinds of stuff. So, um, but you're right. I need. It'd be nice if I did another one of those.
1: Well, I think even Terry would like to watch because he wants to see what that box is. <laughs> You can see the the box. He's going to get a little closer.
0: What box? Oh, the Easy B. Yeah. Oh, it's sealed. No, don't
2: open it. that. Yeah, you can't.
0: Jeez. You can, I can you, you know caress the, the box. I can say, here's the box. Yeah. Here's the side of the box. Here's the front of the box. Here's the back of the box. With a little bit of the side of the box.
1: <laughs> just just make a little cut in the corner and just freak him out. <laughs> <laughs> no. <hero>. It's <laughs> like <when laughs> at Christmas
0: time when you are a kid, you kind of peek through the, the wrapping a little bit. You peel up the corner <laughs> okay. just to see.
1: Yeah, Fitz, I'll go buy you another shriek wrap. <laughs> you yeah. can just re shrink wrap it. Yeah, a giant shrink wrap machine.
2: <laughs> yeah, my son was frustrating at Christmas time because he would open a present all the way, start playing with it. And until he was tired of playing with that toy, he wouldn't open anything else. So it would take him hours to get through
0: Christmas. <laughs> he, he was singularly focused, huh?
2: Right. If like, the first thing was a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle, well, you're going to be there a while. <laughs>
0: Interesting. Yeah.
2: He has since uh, modified his technique.
0: Oh, interesting.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm.
2: Anyway, now, how about you, Lee? What are you working on?
1: What am I working on? Uh, I'm not. Uh, in fact, the, we had those big storms come through, and I think they hit you, too, didn't they? Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. Or are you talking to me, or...
1: Well, both of you. I mean, we, you and I got hit first, Fitz, yeah. and then I think the storm went all the way up to you, Terry. Did you have some bad weather yesterday or today?
2: Um, we got a little bit of rain today, but nothing
1: bad. Really? Yeah. Did you <laughs> want me to have bad weather? No, but uh, did you not hear about the bad storms we had here?
2: I heard about it down there, but they fizzled out before I saw them.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, never mind. Um... So I did pick up something. Uh, well,
2: hold on, hold on. Let's go back to these storms. Oh, okay. I heard something took shelter in your bathroom. You ingrate.
1: <laughs> okay, well, I guess I was going to go there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude, why did you call me Ingrate? I was trying to save its hide. <laughs> I was putting it where it was safe uh, because of the storms and because we do not have any cars in the garage. uh my wife, I wanted to protect my wife's car, so uh, the yellow aircraft p thirty eight was taking up a majority of the one car space that we had, plus a lot of boxes and a couple of planes and this big one that I've stepped on called plywood overcast. <laughs> and so in in a hurry to get my wife's car in there, I, we just beat the the rain. Uh, I stuck plywood overcast in my bathroom in my workshop, and I sent the boys a photo. <laughs> kind of had to straddle the seat to get plywood overcast around you. <laughs> but needless, of, I didn't use the restroom. I'm kidding guys. Uh, but I, it's kind of funny to see how much room that plywood overcast takes, but it was really the only place I had. Cause there was so much stuff scattered in my workshop. And then the yellow aircraft is currently sitting on this dining room table <laughs> in, in our dining room with other, a couple other planes, uh, my Corsair, my H and M Corsair as well. And, uh, Actually, thankfully, my wife was the one who said, you know what, you could go ahead and just put it in the dining room if you need to find a place for it. So I really had nowhere else to put it except the game room upstairs. So, uh, yeah, everything is off the floor. Wife's car was – we didn't have hail, although South Houston got a lot of hail. Did you get hail, Fitz?
0: No, no, not that I know of. No, just a lot of wind and some rain.
1: Yeah, so luckily it wasn't too bad here. I feel very bad for the cities around us. I think uh, Giddings may have gotten hit a uh, town north of uh, maybe around Centerville also got hit. But a uh, couple of couple of towns, a couple of farms got hit by tornadoes. So uh, really praying for those people, hope they can recover. Um, my planes will eventually go back in the garage. Poor wife will have to park her car outside. But that, that was my hobby work. <laughs> that was that. But I was going to tell you about something I bought that's in my workshop. Sorry, I'm most. ready. Okay. So we had a discussion in the car. And was it? I think it was with you, Terry. Maybe you were on the phone. We were talking about parallel charging. Was that just you and Kirk Fitz? Yes. Or did yes. I get Terry involved in that? I no, know I avoided did. that one. Okay. Maybe, oh, if I'd you like could be
2: a Muppet, which Muppet would you be? <laughs>
1: no. Well, the conversation was parallel charging. I don't do it. I don't have a parallel charging board. I just charge my batteries per the ports on my charger. And I have Same quite a few chargers. But... Uh, one need I have for parallel charging is that I picked up at the Perry swap meet another drone that we bought for our Boy Scout troop, identical one. And I picked up several little inexpensive 800 milliamp uh, single cell lipos on Amazon and tried it out with the new the one I got. It worked fine for 20 bucks. It was a great deal. Um, so now I have five of these to work with the scouts. And I was like, man, if I take these to this as a, a troop meeting and I've got to charge on my, I, I really need to parallel charge them." So Fitz, I'm going to give you this little moment to educate our listeners and me again, or you can have a conversation with Terry about parallel charging, because you heard some of my questions. I'd never used it, but maybe you can give me your thoughts on it or repeat your thoughts. I don't
0: know, I'm trying to remember where we left off. It's, it can be usable, like you said, if you have a lot of batteries you need to charge at once. Uh, how many How many were you trying to charge?
1: Well, I've got five.
0: Five? Okay. So, yeah, uh, the, the, the only thing is to be sure that most of the batteries are relatively the same state of charge. It doesn't have to be exact or anywhere that close to exact, but don't try to charge one that's fully charged and the other one is, is empty, kind of deal. Uh, but it's and of course you're splitting the current between all those batteries. So if one battery takes an hour, two batteries is going to take two hours unless you change the up to current level. So does that make yeah, any and, sense?
1: Yeah, and with the fifteen hundred watt power supplies we have, yeah, the one volts. point
0: one gigawatt power supply you now have. <laughs>
1: yeah, be the one that glows when I turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> so so I guess
2: you, you lose the ability to balance charge then, don't you?
0: No, you can still balance charge them.
2: How is okay. it reading individual cells off multiple packs?
0: It, they're all in parallel, so they're all going to be the same voltage. Yeah, okay. So that's the tricky thing to remember is you can still balance charge them uh, since all the individual cells are in parallel with each other. They're all going to read the same voltage.
2: So you're not just paralleling the main plugs, You're paralleling the balance ports as well.
0: Yeah, correct. Okay. And that's why you don't want the, the change in the state of charge to be too far off because... It would look like a almost a short circuit for a brief period of time. To yeah, yeah. Those
2: parallel plugs aren't going to handle much current.
0: Yeah. They out. yeah, But if they're yeah a little off, it's okay because they'll 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 level out pretty quickly and uh, um, self regulate as you charge. So.
1: And this is good. I hope, I mean, (laughs) we've already had one person say we don't understand the process. And and this might be a repeat of that. I I had a difficult time understanding it because I felt like if you put a battery that's, I'm just going to say this, if you put a fully charged 4.2 on there and you put another battery that's 3.8 and you go ahead and plug them into the parallel port, you you have a conflict. Okay. So if I immediately started charging, my thought was you'd be overcharging the 4.2 but you and Kirk mentioned that as soon as you plug in both bar- batteries in the parallel port, they are going to level off.
0: Yes. They have they're going to try okay. to. Well, so yeah, they're t- going to do their best to do it. And unless something's really, really off or bad, that's what's going to happen because it's you know, part of Ohm's law. your
2: current's going to flow from the full one into the dead one.
0: Yeah.
1: And then the question was how fast. I think Kirk said like a couple of seconds. <laughs> but I'm like, really? And so what do you think, Terry.
2: I think there's a lot of factors there that would play into that like the the delta of the voltage the resistance between the two and the wires and all that so I, I really have no idea
1: and I just I haven't used it before so I don't have it in my head and I haven't read about it I felt you know, I just I didn't feel like I had a need. And of course, when I start watching the videos about parallel charging, like, how come you're not using it? It's the best thing since sliced bread. You know, it's like, you can charge so many batteries at the same time. I'm like, well, I usually don't. And maybe I just like to work one battery at a time so I know what I'm working with and I know that I've charged the one that I need. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not stuck with fully charged batteries if I end up having to leave early or something like that. But where I'm ta- Oops, sorry, where I'm taking this to is that I picked up the Strix Ultimate Joshua Bardwell, Parallel Charging Board, 2 to 6S. Hmm. Okay. okay. <laughs>
0: and? <laughs> is there something special about it?
1: Well, it, it's been backordered for a while. And when I got the email alert, it said there's one left. Oh, <laughs> and wow. I quickly bought it. <laughs> so it's backordered again. Oh, quick draw. But it's, it's this, I saw Joshua's video on youtube about using this it's kind of a neat configuration it's like okay there's there's some safety features there's some fuses and i kind of waited like the way it looked Uh, the downside is that everything's xt on it so there's no deans no ec but i can purchase adapters so i'll just make my own but i'm gonna give it a try you know it wasn't too bad it's 40 bucks and i'm i'm inspired to test it and understand this better so I will probably do that little experiment where I'll take one that's maybe three nine and one that's three six and you know plug them in and do some checks there's oh there's also a nice little feature on this board it has a voltage checker on it so you can plug in a tap before you plug it in it'll actually tell you the voltage oh nice before you set it up so yeah. I will give you guys a review on it once I've had a chance to use it I haven't haven't been too busy so I haven't done that yet in fact I was you'll like this Terry, I was removing all the JST connectors off the connectors that I had for these little drones and switching them to XT30s. Good move. <laughs> I thought so. And making new charging cables and stuff. So, uh, hmm. yeah, I'll I'll let you know. Now, it is a 2S, so it won't work with these little single cell jobbies, but uh, I'll oh, get... Oh, it's only 2S? Yeah, it's only 2S to 6S. So, I'm oh, going right. to start working okay. with 3S and, and then hopefully charge the big batteries I get for... The yellow aircraft. So when my I have conf- tw- 26S S batteries connected to fly the yellow aircraft,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can still parallel charge even with one S.
1: Um, you just have to well, hook up some sort of it, Y connector or something. Right, right, and I'll do that. Yeah, I just it, this one does not support that.
2: So. Right, and they make parallel boards. So when you mentioned that, um, you reminded me that I do parallel charge my UMX packs, and I bought this little board that has the the standard JST and the JST H. To whatever it is, the larger UMX plug. And those are handy when you're indoor flying, because you tend to go through those batteries pretty quickly. But for all the bigger stuff, I have a two-output charger I usually take to the field, and then my four-output charger in the workshop. Between that, I just have never really had a need to charge that much.
0: Yeah, same for me. I have the, well, I just have a two-output charger, but it's 99.9% of the time it meets my needs for my flying frequency.
1: Yeah, and we talked about my new charger, right? I don't remember. Was it the four hundred six? I four hundred six.
0: You've been using it for a while. What do you? What are your thoughts so far on it?
1: Uh, it's taken a while. Uh, so I I guess what if a I didn't say t- What is it? Oh, I'm sorry. I got an iCharger four hundred six duo. Okay, what
2: prompted you to get that?
1: Uh, yellow aircraft P thirty eight and fits.
2: Okay, so you think you're going to have enhanced battery needs?
1: Well, it's a twenty-four volt power supply. I mean, uh, sorry, 24, 24 volt charger. So, uh-huh. and I think it may go up to what thirty something. Yeah, I think it runs uh-huh.
0: from like eleven to thirty-six volts, something like that.
1: Yeah. So, but anyway, so it takes in more more volts, so it'll, it works perfectly with my new power supplies. And it has due, dual tor- <laughs> dual ports, like Fitz mentioned. And it's just a, it's quirky. I'm not a big fan of their little dial. I'm I wish it was just buttons. I mean, you've got the buttons, so. Just pull that dial out because you have to push that button and just go left and right, for goodness sake. Um, so that's a little odd. And it's, it, it, the menu system is not very intuitive. Uh, but it charges, so I'll give it that. And it, it has more features. It has more display uh, information. Uh, but once I get used to it, I'll, I'll, it'll probably be okay.
0: Yeah, it has its own logic. you get used to it. And it has a lot of features. And it can charge fast. I think that's a 40 amp per channel.
1: I mean, why don't they just make it so it's you know you can just talk to it? Charge these bastards. <laughs> 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 Done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tea, hot. <laughs> the bastards are Grey. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so how many how
0: uh, outputs does it have? Two. Okay. Two outputs. I think yours is is it the eight cell or six cell. I can't remember.
1: Forty amps per channel. I think they said.
0: Okay. Yeah. So forty amps per channel. I mean, that's a lot of power. You've heard, that's great for parallel charging actually too as well. And um, it has, and there's other menu options. I don't know if you discovered. It, it can tell you the battery internal resistance and some other yeah. stuff.
1: And it also has a servo tester.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot about that.
1: Just kind of neat. I don't, <laughs> I have a servo tester, but it's you know kind of handy if you want to do that. So I'm working with it. I do. I highly recommend it. Not right now, but if, you know if I get used to it and I understand the menus better, yeah. It's just it, it is. It- Go ahead. Does
2: it have a USB port? It does. Okay, because one of my new chargers uh, had a USB port on the side, just for power. But I was surprised how often I use that at the field to charge things. Oh, like
1: my... s- same here. In fact, I'll I'll jump on that. So my previous uh, chargers, well, I mean, I still have them, are alternagy three hundred watt chargers. But I plug both of them in both of them into a power panel that has uh, twelve volts on them, plus a USB port. So I run that power panel into my power supply underneath my charger tray. And so I plug the chargers into it. And then I usually plug in my iPhone to the USB port to charge it. Well, I can do away with that now. So now I just use put the cable right into the back of the charger.
0: Yeah, nice. Yeah. Well, for, I forgot about that. I need to make sure I keep a cable to do just the same thing.
1: Good work, Terry. You help fits out. <laughs> I just used it to charge,
0: but I found it a very reliable charger. I never had to lick a lick of problem with it. So, maybe you maybe have goofy menus, but I don't. Know. I just got used to them. I can zip through and do what I need to do.
1: Yeah, as I said, it's it's there is a learning curve on this. I think when I first had to learn the four button chargers because my Hyperion and the Turnages were the same. You know, once I figured it out, it became you know, like the back of my hand. So this one is a little different. So if you are in the, you know, mood <laughs> to buy a new powerful charger, the 406 Duo is about 300 bucks. And, uh, again, can really charge big batteries, which is exactly what, you know, Fitz got it for, right? That, Isn't that for your, your Zero or something? Yeah, because
0: that- the, the Zero had two 6-cell 8,000 milliamp hour battery packs. And so, and I could charge these, and with that charger, I could still charge them in 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, no problem. that's awesome. Yeah. And yours is
1: what, the 4, is it a 410? I got the, the 410,
0: yes. This yeah. is a 10-cell 40-amp. Okay. Because uh, uh, at the time, I was going to, I was flying something. Oh, I had a 10-cell EDF. Uh, and so I wanted to be able to make sure I could fly big, large stuff.
1: Okay, so with my new power supply, my new charger, and my new Joshua Bardwell parallel charging board, (laughs) I will have some fun, hopefully. I might be able to charge all four of the 6S, I don't know, 7,000 milliamp batteries for one flight, (laughs) the yellow aircraft B38, (laughs) (laughs) and also cook some eggs (laughs) on everything when it's red hot. Well, that's going to have a lot of batteries. Parallel charge all those batteries, too, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to do. Yeah. So parallel all four together. Anyway, Fantastic. anything else? Did
2: I? Yeah. Speaking of the P38, when you showed the picture of it as your new place setting in the dining room, uh, it was sitting on the landing gear. Is that a new development?
1: No, it's always had the landing gear there. It's I've never retracted the landing gear. <laughs> it's been that way since I picked it up.
2: Oh, I didn't realize it had already been installed.
1: However, I am probably going to be removing the gear and shipping it off to Down and Locked. Have you heard of that company? I've never, ever. ever. So they are a company that does conversions. And so I'm going to convert these yellow aircraft pneumatics into electrics.
0: Oh, nice. I approve.
1: Yeah, I think Tomas uh, hit me up with the uh, owner and sent him an email and said, hey, I got a guy who's going to... Call you soon. <laughs> Be nice to him because he takes pictures for me. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I hear there's a quite a big of a, a backlog, but I, again, I'm not, I'm not in a huge rush. Yeah. Uh, so I might um, go ahead and do that.
2: I guess they just replaced the pneumatic pistons with jack screws or something. I'm trying to picture how they would do that.
1: <laughs> I don't care. I just, I've, I've spoken I do not like pneumatics. I think uh, the Robarts have really left a sour taste in my mouth. Just two, you know, is it two or three? I guess I've had two gear-up landings, and the last one shouldn't have happened. You know, after removing the adjusters and knowing that there was air in that thing, I wasn't leaking air. They they should have popped down quickly and locked, so. Luckily, I didn't I didn't suffer much damage, so I'm I'm good to go. But I, I and I, I don't know if I told you, I already ripped out the Robarts from the Corsair, so, oh really? No, I'll no, probably really. take them to the swap meet and take ten bucks for them, <laughs> 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 or I'll give somebody ten bucks <laughs> to take them off my hands. Make somebody to take them. <laughs> I, you know, what I couldn't do though. I couldn't get the air can out yet. I, I, uh, I just overdid it. I put silicone around the entire perimeter, and I just can't. I, it's so hard to reach in there because I just I I ran the the my finger back there to put the glue on, there and I sh- had to reach back there and put it in there. Now it's a pain to try to get out, but I will work on that. I'll see if I can yank it out. But uh, I'm working on the new gear for the Corsair. I'm rambling here. Uh, so yeah, I've talked about getting the wheels for that. I think three and a half is the right size. So Which
2: Corsair is this?
1: This is the Top Flight. Okay.
2: Wilson. So you had pneumatic Robarts in there yeah, that failed one too many times.
1: Yep. And picked up a set of FMS electrics. Same ones I use for H&M.
2: Oh, okay. And they're working well on that one?
1: Oh, yeah. They're great. Okay. As soon as I can... I have to do some Jimmy Riggin'. But as soon as I get that in there, uh, I'll be back in the air. That's something I really should work on. I need to move that up the list. Get Wilson back up. Have a Corsair day. (laughs) Wilson! (laughs) Okay, I'm done now. If you guys have any questions about stuff we talked about, let us, give us, send us a line. Contact at rcroundtable.com or drop us a line on our Facebook page.
2: Yeah, and show us what you're working on, too. We're always interested to see your projects. So I think, are we done here?
0: I think so. I think so. All right. Fitz, you know what to do. Yeah, but uh, is it legal? <laughs> 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 oh, boy.
2: Not in Alabama.
0: <laughs> Only in 20 states. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to another fun-filled, exciting episode of the around Roundtable. And uh, we look forward to having a live show sometime in the future, as requested. Why? Because reasons. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I guess we're done. Any last thoughts before we bug out of this place?
1: Nope. Uh, well, hope you enjoyed our show Saturday. <laughs>
0: Hope you enjoy our our future show. Our future show. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Or no, it's our past show. Past
0: (laughs) the future past. All right. On that note, let's uh, get out of here and prep for the weekend. See you guys later and uh, see you next time. Bye. Bye. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com.